Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Hello and welcome to the last episode of 2021. Well, I hope everyone had a nice Christmas or lovely weekend, depending on your persuasion. And although this is the last one of this year, we'll be kicking off the new year with two consecutive podcasts. I think they're only going to have a day between them. The first is just going to be a little summary, so there's no guest. It'll just be me banging on about... um, the about the episodes we've had during 2021 and two days later on monday the third we're going to have our first episode which is going to be potter and judge off of the great pottery throwdown keith brimer jones and i know we had another potter patrick colquhoun just a couple of weeks ago but the potters ceramicists etc that we've had on the show for the three years are few and far between so i thought i'd do a couple while that program is on you know so as well as Keith, we've got Caroline Tripp and Claire Partington. And there's possibly one more in the pipeline that I'm just trying to put together at the moment. But on top of those guys, we've already got several more recorded for the start of 2022. But I'll tell you more about those on the um, bonus episode that's coming out on the 1st. But anyway, 2021's not quite over yet, so back to this week's episode. Episode 158. Today, I'm taking you to meet Sam Haynes. I first saw Sam's work in an exhibition that Gita Joshi was curating. I'm pretty sure it was the only photograph in the exhibition. So that alone was intriguing. But as you got closer to the photograph, you saw that it was a sculpture that she had taken a photograph of. And it wasn't until we got a few steps closer that you realised that her sculptures were created out of repurposed waste materials. And although you can tell straight away that she's having a lot of fun playing with the colour, texture and patterns of these materials, 
beauty is, because we only think we recognise the material she's using, we don't 100% know what they are, it does actually bring the scale into question. For instance, the one that I thought was over a metre high was actually just a few inches. As I said to Sam in this podcast, they are amazing photographs of beautiful sculptures. But anyway, it's pointless me telling you about Sam's work. She's about to do that herself. So please, come and join me over Zoom as I spoke to Sam Haynes. Yeah, no, I'm going to have a great week. So um, uh, making a bit of art in there. Um, um, but I've, uh, I'm at Sound Minds tomorrow afternoon. So Sound Minds, which is a mental health arts charity based Brilliant. in Battersea. Um, they have kind of studios for sound recording. So lots of kind of music groups, but we now have a studio. Um, we used to be down in the basement with no windows, but now we've got this studio upstairs, which is is kind of wonderful that's been lent to us by Battersea Methodist Mission Church, which is next door. So, um, uh, yeah, so we're in the studio and kind of since lockdown, we've got lots of new people uh, joining the group. Uh, It's a lovely group. You know, everyone's so supportive. I just love to be there. I'm kind of just facilitating, really. Do you make music yourself? I don't know. No, I've got friends that are musical, so I draw upon them when (laughs) I, you know. But um, uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it's it's wonderful to be there. So I love to be there. And then on Wednesday, I'm um, a couple of weeks ago, I was in a, a primary school um, for special educational needs, young people, yeah. and we were doing it was for the charity Create. Oh, nice! Yeah, arts.org who who um, work with marginalised communities specifically. So I, I get to meet lots of different kind of communities working for them. But yeah, so I was in a school for a week working with kind of eight year olds, year four, making like polluting cardboard costume baddies and, <laughs> and green yeah. zapper superheroes. Yeah. So we're doing a little performance sharing at Harrow Arts Centre to a group of, of um, schools that have been doing kind of art projects. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, it sounds like a good week you've got ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I've not heard Happy of Sound well. Minds before. I'd heard of Create, but not, not Sound Minds. Yeah, Sound Minds was um, set up, um, I think, back in the 80s, really. Uh, it's very much about peer support. Yeah, nice. Um, and like I say, there was a focus originally on more on music. They've got a choir. Um, they also do visits into hospitals to support people coming out of hospital um, and the kind of studio, you know, I mean, I've been involved with them for about four years now. Nice. And, um, you know, many of the artists there have been there, you know, for years and years. I kind of run it with another lady who's amazing, who's a fantastic artist called Tanya. And um, um uh, yes, and sometimes I, I, I've raised some money to do some projects as well, part oh, nice. of the arts festival um, and engaging the wider community as well. So we've done something kind of with a, um, an elders group from Catherine Lowe Settlement and all focusing on the Winstanley Estate and the regeneration there, nice. actually. So oh, that was an interesting you. project. Yeah, yeah. Sam, as you're aware, I've got seven questions that I ask each artist. Yeah, brilliant. The first being, how would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work? Sure. Well, uh, I mean, I've got a a background in public art. Um, So I come out rather than a kind of fine art art route. I come from an interdisciplinary art route. So I did 
you know, a million years ago, it seems now, um, something called creative arts, uh, Trent Polly, when we still have Polly's, and um, <laughs> uh, it was kind of performance art, visual art, and music. Obviously, I wasn't doing the music bit, but um, uh, and then you kind of majored in one, you know. So I ended up yeah. doing sculpture, but um, but that kind of stayed with me. I never, at that point, I wasn't really, you know, sure that I wanted to be an artist specifically. You know, uh, I then went and did art in architecture at the University of East London. I'm not answering your question, am I? But I'm going to get to it. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You work your way towards it. Oh, that's all right. Um, yeah, so I did art in architecture MA over at University of East London um, and kind of went into yeah public art because I just felt like at that point, kind of gallery was a bit of a, that white box thing was a bit of a scary place. And yeah. I just thought that's not really a place for me. I'm a community person. I want to be out connecting with people. Um, but, you know, as things kind of go in cycles, don't they, and come round and and it's come to a point now where, um, you know, I feel I feel I you know, I'm, I want to go into that white box, really. I'm kind of interested in that. Now. And I think the world has changed, you know, over, uh, you know, that kind of long period in the last 20 years. I think it's it's starting to be more inclusive. Uh, um, and. Um, so I will ask you question, answer your question now. So I now, or since lockdown, in fact, I've been creating abstract kind of geometric assemblages. They're quite small scale. I use found objects and materials. And um, I have been photographing them and I present the photographs kind of at this stage. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've exhibited in a couple of places. So I'm at Flux at the moment. Flux exhibition, which is wonderful, and I've I was lucky to be part of um, the selected, uh, the curated one exhibition at Fair Art Fair at Unit One Gallery. Nice. Um, so that was kind of rather wonderful, and you know, not what I was showing sculpture or photography. Yeah, so I'm not showing the objects. So the objects, most of them are very small. Um, so I show a print, and in a way, it's kind of um, when I look at them. Um, they do, you know, refer back to, you know, both the public art that I made, the kind of larger scale pieces, the geometric kind of aesthetic, um, but they also, they have a kind of sense of, of, of rhythm, of, of drama, the lighting is really important to me. I mean, because sculpture to me, you know, lighting is everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes you see sculpture that you know you haven't got the right lighting and it it can kill the sculpture can't it you know it needs to be in the right uh setting so you know I just kind of quite like controlling that and I also like kind of controlling the perspective that the audience has on the the sculpture you know sometimes when I'd make a a 3d piece and put it in an environment and photograph it it would be like oh I like I like it from this yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, direction that's kind of saying what I want to say you know so the photography very much comes is part of the process as well, really. So, you know, I play with the materials, um, I photograph it, I look at the photographs, and sometimes I feel like I can kind of see it differently by looking at a 2D image, and then I can go back and play with the actual assemblage. And then, you know, so I quite like the way you can play with those together, yeah. Well, when I first saw your work was in the Curator Salon's virtual exhibition. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Yes. That's when I first saw your work. Um, and even from a distance, because of the, the 
color composition, it, it draws you in anyway. So as I was, uh, there was, did you have two artworks in there? I think you did. One was I'm, the, yeah. one was the balloons. You had, yeah. there was, you had a pair of pink balloons that yeah. were sitting on what looked like metal wire brushes. Yeah, yeah. Or cones. And also there was a, what looked like a, a five by five wine rack, metal wine rack. Oh, right. Yeah. Material inside it. Yeah. It's sitting, sitting right beside me with my skybox sitting oh, on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. But those, yeah. yeah, it was those images from a distance that caught my eye. Uh -huh. And then as I, as I sort of went towards and got closer to them and I realized what they were, then the scale popped down in my head. You know, I, I thought they were much larger. Yeah. It's, it's not until you get closer and and you realize that you've already got a relationship with the objects that you're using. Yeah. Um, that the scale popped down. And yeah, I was um I was taken as soon as I saw your work, to be honest. Oh, well, thank you. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm all about engagement. So I want to, you know, um engage, create a dialogue somewhere. And 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 I'm interested in, I mean, the work is is purely intuitive, so I don't have a set idea in my head. I collect objects, you know, I pull things out of bins. I, 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 go, I love charity shops, you know. Yeah. Um, and I also did like my mum's house clearance. My mum's in a care home down in Cornwall. So we had to sell our house last year. So we did the house clearance. And so I, a few of the objects like the wine rack is from her house. Brilliant. And actually the wire um, uh, kind of uh, things that you were mentioning that the pink balloons are on, they're what are kind of floral pin holders, which- Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Apparently they're called frogs. My friends have said they're called frogs. I didn't know that. <laughs> or else I might have given it a froggy yeah. title, but um, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I, you know, collect these objects from, um, you know, all over the place really. And it is intuitive. And, you know, it's, um, I do like kind of combining hard and soft materials. Yeah, it's something that I couldn't that. do in like permanent public art. You're so tied to, you know, kind of health and safety, yeah, maintenance, you know, long-term, all of that. So that suddenly kind of creating assemblages that you photograph gives you so much freedom that yeah. for someone that's done public art and all the paperwork, uh, you know, that is involved in public art, it's just so liberating to do kind of the process that I'm using now. But I also, I love the fact that people read different things into them at the end. So I'll tell you a story about the pink balloon one. Uh, yeah, you know, found the object, uh, liked the idea of the water balloons, um, you know, had some green water balloons playing with those, got the pink ones, quite like the contrast, the green and pink thing going on there, uh, made it, photographed it, stood up back from it and went, oh, okay, I've just made a pair of breasts, because I mean, <laughs> quite clearly, <Yeah. laughs> they're breasts. But, um, and I really hadn't got that, well, well, I didn't think it was in my head at the time, but um um, yeah, so, but um, in 2019, um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So, oh, wow. you know, it was, um, but I'd happened to be having, and it, I, I was, I count myself very lucky. It was caught early, um, um, you know, so. Wow, that's just, quite symbolic, isn't it? That, that image then for you, especially yeah, where they're really, about to. I know, I know, and I hadn't, I mean, I hadn't consciously thought that when I was making it, that's not what was in my head at all, it's kind of funny, isn't it, you know, yeah. that, um, 
And uh, yeah, and I've been having a conversation, uh, you know, down in Cornwall before I came back with my mum's objects. And I've been having a conversation with my friends, kind of moaning about the surgeon, having had a meeting with him and him going on like, oh, well, you know, you kind of should be happy that you can choose your breast implants and have bigger for free, you know? And I was like really pissed off. <laughs> yeah, that fuck off my surgeon <laughs> was saying that I should be, you know, grateful for it. So, uh, you know, but it all, I love the fact that art could do that is, you know, yeah. these things, you have these conversations, it all goes in, it's swimming around there, your subconscious there. And uh, I love the kind of, you know, intuitive, uh, you know, way of, of, of art that so much can come through it. So I kind of think, you know, now I look at my art and I can, like I say, I can see the public art influence. I can see the engagement influence. I can see, see the performance art. You yeah. know, it's kind of all in there somewhere. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, and and somebody said that they were watching people at Flux and that they were kind of looking at the different different artworks exhibited there, and they were all trying to work out the meaning of each one. You know, Brilliant. and it's like great because you know your meaning is going to be completely different. I mean, lots of them haven't haven't necessarily got any meaning. Yeah, it's about you know, kind of balance and counterbalance and energy and um, dynamics, you know. Uh, um, but yeah, I love the fact that people can find meaning in there, you know. Uh, and, and, and that's kind of why I love abstract art as well, that it's just open, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. The, the thing with the materials you use as well, if you don't mind me saying, because they're um, industrial materials or building materials most of the yeah. time, yeah. Um, you have that little puzzle to try and figure out what the material is, which is what I've done. You know, oh. when I've gone through your Instagram, I've gone, oh, yeah. that's a cheese grater. That's a, right, yeah. you know, that, that's this, that's that, you know. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's like a, a little um, puzzle you've given the viewer on top of your artwork anyway, you know. Yeah, that's nice. And that's a nice way that it can, you know, engage people. But, I'm, you know, it's really out of you know, kind of my practice and, um, you know, about belief in the fact that art should be accessible to all Definitely. and you shouldn't have to yeah. have loads of money to afford loads of this material or that material or that, you know, the things around us, you know, you don't have to, and you don't have to necessarily have specific art skills, you know, it's about play more than anything yeah. uh, and maybe we lose our capacity to play and people shut down don't they go I'm no good at drawing I'm I'm, I'm not creative I'm not and and I think you know we've all got the capacity to play and there's something about you know taking something that we're so used to seeing and suddenly going oh let's turn it upside down and wrap it in this and yeah. it doesn't have to be that it can be this and you know it's making beauty out of the mundane isn't it yeah yeah um, and it's, uh, it's kind of saying there's value, you know, this kind of idea of value and so much in sculpture as well, isn't it? It's that traditional kind of, you know, bronze and I mean, people make amazing bronzes. It's a very expensive process and it's something that I certainly couldn't do, you know, but, um, um, uh, you know, there's this kind of value idea attached to materials. There's a value idea attached to scale as well with sculpture. Yeah, yeah. That Okay, to be really important, you've got to do something kind of big, you know. Um, and I've kind of worked in the opposite direction. I've, I started off just by landing kind of luckily a big, um, you know, commission 
um, uh, for a permanent piece of artwork. Uh, and, you know, I got to collaborate with lots of different people. It was wonderful. But I kind of worked backwards from that almost, you know, that I'm getting I'm getting smaller and <laughs> uh, which is quite a nice direction. I mean, I'm not saying I won't go big again. You know, I quite like the idea of going the other way again a little bit. But um, um, yeah, I like playing. You know, it's all about play, isn't it? It's the same with um, titles. You know, I, sometimes, you know, I think the artist, uh, you know, I want, like I say, I want to engage with the audience. I'm, I'm you know, um, and I love to connect to, you know, a wide variety of people through through my art and, and yeah. through learning about their art. You know, it's a wonderful way to connect with people and to people who, who are coming to art, you know. Um, but well, it, it takes away that age old saying of you're only born with that creative mind, you know, um, because you, you're using materials that, like you say, they're, they're accessible. They're, yeah. they're half the time you, you could walk past them in the street, you know, definitely in a skip and yeah. um yeah it's it, you know abstract art is just about it's, it's about color composition it's about weight pattern texture yeah and you're doing away with any of the um well because it's abstract you're doing away with the likeness and, and you're just pulling in materials that anyone can have access to and all you just need is a little bit of a creative mind to get going on the path that, that you're already on yeah. And then, you know, you're just showing people how bloody well it can be done. And um, I know, oh, <laughs> honestly, yeah. I, I love it. I wouldn't be just oh, speaking to you here if I, if I didn't, you know, oh, from, the, thank you. from the first but, but moment I, I saw it in that exhibition, I was oh, wow. to it, yeah. Um, I did some Zoom workshops with, uh, over lockdown with young carers, um, uh, which is wonderful. And, um, but we did, you know, we had to, at that point, we weren't sending, you know, it was through Create create Arts and it, they weren't really sending materials out. So we had to be resourceful, you know, with the things that are around us. So um, it's great, you know, just something as simple as, you know, find objects in your house and make a line and take a photograph. And then yeah. we were sharing the photographs on, you know, it's... Um, and it also, you know, you're looking at your familiar environment, aren't you? And you're seeing it with fresh eyes and yeah. you're... Um, I think that's a, an important kind of lesson, isn't it? You know, the, and that's why I love public art as well, that it was out of the gallery space, that anybody could come, you know, across it, unsuspect, you know, um, not expecting to, to see art. Yeah. And, and then a, a kind of like, oh, why, you know, why is this? And, and, and even art that you, is inviting you to touch, is inviting you to interact with it. Um, yeah, I, I do like that element of surprise. And I think in a way, using the objects has an element of surprise in it as well, doesn't yeah. it? So it's kind of, yeah. And would you show the objects themselves if you had the opportunity? Lots of people kind of ask me that. And I mean, some of them are like those um, floral pinholder kind of frog things are like tiny. Yes, the, the smaller than the length of my finger. Um, so it's just, it, you know, the it would be an underwhelming kind of experience <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, so, you know, in some respects scale is, important isn't it when something's really small in sculpture you expect it to be really kind of uh detailed and yeah. um to draw you in so um i mean some of the pieces could could work in the round um and some of them are kind of eventually i think some of them will be pulled out and displayed in some way um but it yeah yeah we'll see you know <laughs> do you think they could work 
as a sculpture within um, visual distance of the image itself? If you had the image on the wall right, and the sculpture yeah. nearby. I think I kind of like the idea of making a uh, an installation in a gallery or whatever sort of whatever space really, and you know non gallery space, um, and having some sort of image on on the back wall, but not necessarily the same image. Yeah. I mean, maybe it would be an image a piece that I've made already. You know, again, I'd kind of play with it really. Yeah. So make something and think: Does this relate in some way to something I've already done, yeah. or? Or do I make some a new image that somehow directly relates to what I'm creating? So I, I mean, I definitely want to go back to exhibiting 3D, you know, uh, installations in some way, um, you know, that are playful, uh, you know, that do use somehow use kind of found objects. But you just, you know, you need one. You need a big space to be able to do yeah, that. Yeah. And my art space is kind of next to me here <laughs> in my flat. <laughs> You know, and I've got a 14 year old son and, and it's getting taken over with you know, every time I go up to the shop and come back and pass a skip or a, oh, like I can't help myself, but pull something out of it. So are you are you on the on the route to being the weird holder lady down your oh, street? Oh, I could be, I could be. I mean, I Brilliant. love it. I've got I've got a balcony and I've got all sorts out and out there. But you never do know, do you? When you're no. going to need it, you know? Did you have art in the home growing up, Sam? Um, my parents were really into art uh, and they were into kind of design. So, you know, kind of back before the Ikea days, yeah. they loved a bit of Danish kind of Scandi nice. design. And I, I mean, I remember my dad, um, you know, he was into photography and I've got his camera actually. I mean, I don't know what to do with it. It's a, like a really old sort of camera it's a twin lens reflex I had to write that down because I thought I'm never going to remember <laughs> that. but yeah it's a it's like a one that you look down yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. with the twin uh and um and he, you know memories are him with his light meter you know he'd always I mean yeah you have to go up to you with the light meter and go just stand very still just stay there just this, <laughs> this lovely little object that I've still got as well and, and then he'd like develop it in his dark room at home, you know, with nice. like plastic on the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, those old trays tipping it up and down and your little red light, you know, so. Well, I like the idea know, of, yeah. uh, as you were saying there, right, the, the image of you using this sort of nigh on nearly a hundred year old camera yeah. to take pictures of um, materials that are very 21st century. I need to know how to, I mean, you know, I take photographs, but I'm not a photographer, you know, I'm, I'm oh, someone that's... I wouldn't think so. I, I mean, I'm working up, I mean, that shows how accessible these things are. Yeah, isn't, you know, no, it's good photography. Um, I'm, I mean, that's one of the notes I wrote down is great sculpture um, being captured with great photography. Well, you know, I mean, I think it's 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 not so difficult to take a good photo of an inanimate object with you know lighting when you can set it up i've done photography projects and um with an amazing photographer friend of mine actually and um she's like you don't need a big flash camera you can no. take amazing photos on your phone now yeah. you know it's just about how you take it and what it's developing your eye isn't it really yeah. and way of seeing so I suppose that's more than anything, it's that, and you know, and I mean, I've learned a little bit from asking people and, you know, uh, you know, and I, hopefully I'll learn more as I go along. Um, but um, 
you know, if you ask me to take a wonderful photo of, of a moving person, it's going to be rubbish, I'm sure, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, inanimate objects, uh, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm getting better at. <laughs> when was it you realised you wanted to be an artist? I mean, you know, I said kind of that I did interdisciplinary arts and I, I enjoyed art, uh, but, you know, I was almost also doing kind of performance art, or then I started doing installations and yeah, have kind of other people kind of um, perform within the installation. But I do kind of think back, the first thing that I can really remember is, you know, I grew up down in Cornwall and I remember down on the beach, painting a bit of drift with, with like bright colors. I must've been, I don't know, 17, 18 or something. And then photographing them funnily enough on the beach, you know. There you go. So I know it's funny, isn't it? Things come around and, you know, um, yeah, just kind of getting excited by it and getting excited by the kind of idea like, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing, but it's kind of making me feel good and it's a bit daft, it's a bit ridiculous (laughs) and I kind of like this, you know, this is good. Um, Yeah, so, and I mean, I have done as well, you know, after the kind of permanent public art, um, I started working more, raising my own funding, setting my own projects up because I kind of thought I want to pull these, you know, different groups together and, um, you know, that the whole process of kind of um, leading or um, developing, developing a public art project is kind of creative in itself. For me, it was making contact with different communities, talking to them, finding out what they were interested in doing, their needs, and then did a... Um, an Arts Council funded libraries project when there was a special libraries fund from the Arts yeah. Council available. And uh, we were using the library environment and it was all an iPad kind of project because lots of the groups were interested in using iPads. And I used, it was in Tooting and Ballam Library. And I kind of did these events when the libraries were closed to the public. One was with a kind of Asian women's group and a Tamil, South London Tamil Welfare Association. And we kind of came in and they had done artworks using the iPads, photographing things again. And then we kind of um, had this celebration with music and food and flowers. And it was, you know, wonderful in Tooting, Tooting Library. And, and then we did another one in Ballam Library that was, you know, we got to play in the library again when it was closed. So we kind of had books on the floor and being yeah, 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 stepping nice. stones and and like dancing and playing in the music library and ba- at Ballum and was working with some different groups as a yeah school for hearing impaired uh, and and deaf uh, children and and another school SEN a secondary school uh, Garrett Park um, uh, uh, and it was kind of in the end bringing these two groups together on actually Portlington Arts Trust as well adults who are visually impaired and um, blind so it was kind of again different perspectives from different people's point of view how different people engage with an environment you know and it's kind of process-led I love the process-led yeah whole way of developing art that you don't necessarily what you're going to know what you're going to end up with in the end but you kind of enjoy the process and the process has great value in its own right and you capture that through some photographs um, and then the end product is another chance to celebrate it and to share it more widely, isn't it? You know, yeah, but, definitely. Um, and I think, yeah, so I'm, I'm, am I rambling? I hope not at this point. It, well, it's, yeah. I love the idea with what you're doing is, is what I occasionally do is bring people into the art world who wouldn't otherwise step into it, you know? Yeah. They, 
they don't see the value in what they're doing and they don't see it as art. Yeah, sure. Once you look at something and, and see the value in it aesthetically, then that's when your mind starts to to think differently, isn't it? You know, and opens up a whole new, or it can open up a whole new world. Yeah. And again, it's that just playing in an environment. It's like, let's experiment. Okay, what can we do? A set of stairs and we can go up and down and we can put, you know, record on the iPad and we can get the sound and we can, you know, and and I learn a lot from the people that I'm working with. You know, it broadens my horizons. I get as much from it. And it's, it's special to me, you know. I, can't, I, you know, I, I think of myself as incredibly lucky that I'm able to connect with all these different communities. And that's why, I, you know, I love being in London. There's so many different communities out there yeah. and there's so many wonderful people with incredible stories and life experiences. And, and art is an amazing way of me connecting with those people, you know, that I might not have otherwise had a chance to meet or so, you know, and then, it's kind of when it comes to the materials and the objects, you know, it's also about connecting those together, isn't it? So yeah. in a way, it's the same process. It's, it's like connecting people and the, the dynamics of doing that and putting people in a place and joining different communities together and where that leads, Brilliant. you know, it's exciting. Yeah. And it's the same now, you know, even if I've got a few different materials and I don't know where it's going and it's the same sort of process, but in a different way. Yeah, hey, exactly. Brilliant. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Which piece that you've created has got the strongest emotional connection, do you think? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'd kind of say the one that I spoke about already, really, the balloon That's one. What I figured, yeah. You know, and, and I, I was talking about that at some point, um, some interview earlier on in the year, and, and I'd kind of said, I just want to be able to go into a gallery and see it big there, you know. <laughs> think, yes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting to... And, um, talking to different people about it as well, talking to women and started saying about the breast cancer kind of thing. And they've gone, oh, no, I didn't see that at all. And then I'm talking to guys and they're like, yeah, yeah, I saw that immediately. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, um, and and to see it at unit one, you know, that was kind of special. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a special gallery, very supportive of artists, of, you know, and emerging artists. Um, and the whole Fair Art Fair, new app, Thing that's out there not percent commission yeah um you know i'd say tell artists to definitely check that out if you don't know about it already um because it opens you up to being seen by curators and you know i'd only just joined like the sunday before i kind of like I, I, you know it took a while to be able to to um log on to the app and, and download it or whatever um, yeah, and then, you know, bam, a couple of days later, I was suddenly selected. It was like, wow, really? <laughs> oh, that's um, not bad, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's been, like I say, it's been kind of a year that's been, uh, yeah, surpassed any expectations. I mean, you know, it's good not to have expectations too much, is it? But, you know, it's just about connecting with, with good people. And hopefully, the more good people you connect with out there, you're kind of heading in the right direction. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, things that feel right, go from your gut, isn't it? Definitely. And, and, um, and I seem to keep ending up in kind of nice places, meeting wonderful artists. Yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. Yeah, good. I feel very lucky. Have you yeah. considered contacting a, like a breast cancer charity, for instance? I did um, link up. I did link up with one um, who were posting artworks by people either going through breast cancer 
and I kind of I posted the pink balloon one there actually yeah. and linked up with them. Um, but I kind of didn't, you know, lots of people going through very traumatic times, you know, and yeah, I, of course. I, I didn't, yeah, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? And yeah. but a hell of a lot of people, when you start talking about it, you know, it's like, oh yeah, so and so's done that. Oh, I did that. Oh, my mum, you know, there's <laughs> so many people, but yeah. And I mean, I know lots of people have talked to you, lots of artists have gone through, you know, similar things, haven't they? But um, yeah, you need to get it out there and, you know, and, and uh, you know, it's important to laugh, isn't it? And, and, and I like to, you know, even at the diff most difficult times, you know, you've got to keep laughing, haven't you? Have a laugh and uh, um, it's important. You know, I've been working with, last week I was with um, uh, a, working with Resonate Arts, a charity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, do you know them? Yeah, yeah. I've heard of them, yeah. The support um, uh, people living with a dementia and their carers yeah. in Westminster. And, and they're just setting up like a, um, a hub, um, Soho, kind of in Soho, a monthly meetup sort of thing. So I was running a workshop there. And I was also doing another workshop with people living with a dementia um, in Merton, actually, for Create earlier this uh, year. And you know, it, it, you know, it's tough. It really is. If you, either if you get the diagnosis or if you're a carer of somebody uh, who, who's had that diagnosis, you know, it's a difficult thing to deal with, isn't it? You know, yeah. and, um, you know, but, uh, you know, the workshops are joyful and, and, and wonderful and we're laughing and we're smiling and we're enjoying each other's company. Brilliant. And we're, you know, it's great to just be together, isn't it? Especially coming out of COVID, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just, let's just appreciate being together. It's, you know, blooming great, isn't it? <laughs> and what you're saying there about yeah. working with groups, doing workshops with groups. Um, for a while, I was helping run a homeless art group in oh, yeah. um, Fitzrovia. Yeah. And it was, like, oh, it, was, it was only like two hours a week on a Monday. But for that two hours, these people weren't thinking about where they're going to sleep or where they're going to get their next meal from or you know their troubles go for a little while because just for a couple of hours a week they're coming into this world that that had no problems you know yeah definitely and it is I think you know I mean good old Grayson Perry god bless him he's done a good job hasn't he yeah definitely you know, a lot of people watched uh the art club over lockdown that connected with a lot of people and it sent a really positive message about Anybody, you know, can can start doing art at any stage in their life. You know, it's never too late to start. You know, a lot of people, aren't they, have, have done jobs and it's always been there. It kind of never leaves you, isn't it? That hankering to, yeah, to do something. So it's kind of like it's, it's never too late. It's for everybody. It can be fun. It can be uplifting. And, and you know, the thing is, it's just about what you get out of it, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's, it's don't worry about other people judging you. I think, you know, that's the thing with art, isn't it? that people have this idea is it's not good enough or it's this or it's that, or it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Great. If it connects with people, brilliant. And I love to connect with people. So that yeah. does mean a lot to me, you know, but um, it's about, like I say, it's about the process, isn't it? If it makes you feel good and if you stand back and look at it and it make, you know, you're like, yeah, I've achieved something there. Yeah. And somehow that's given form to something inside me, you know, that kind of helps me, you know, go on to the next piece or, 
or, or, or think about something in a different way or, you know, it's almost as if our culture stops us patting ourselves on the back, doesn't it? You know, yeah, but for whatever reason. But when you create something, you know, and you have a little pride in it, it, it does lift you up and puts a little spring in your step, doesn't it? You know? Yeah, totally. And it does. It just feels good, doesn't it? You know, we're so kind of money oriented. There's so many pressures on people, aren't there? And and struggles, like I say, and, you know, paying the bills and uh, and, you know, depressing news. And, you know, you could think the world is, you know, coming to the end tomorrow, isn't it? And, I, you know, it's actually, you know, life is great, isn't it? And, <laughs> yeah, you know, it we're be. here now. And I think and I think more than anything, you know, working with the groups, you know, just makes me think, you know, let's celebrate today. Let's celebrate this morning. It's sunny. It feels great. It's Monday, you know. Um, you know, there's all these wonderful people I'm going to talk to, I'm going to meet, and who knows where it's all going to end up. Excellent. And, you know, it's exciting. You know, like I say, life is great. But let's not, like, put it off and think, okay, I'm working towards this and I'm hoping to get there. No, now is now is the thing. Yeah. Not, not you know, in the future talking to you here this is amazing you know this is amazing isn't it I would have never imagined but look here we are having a great chat you know <laughs> it's good <laughs> and, stuff uh, isn't it people who have encountered a life-changing experience yeah a lot of the time that's when they have this attitude like like you're saying there yeah. is you know don't worry about further down the line you know yeah maybe better not to know what's down there's, the line. yeah there's too many fucking <laughs> obstacles on the way to oh get god there. yeah you know you know what life's like but um, what do you do to yeah. relax then well like i say i love a charity shop you know so <laughs> poking around a few charity shops uh, I like a good bookshop too, reading, you know, it takes me ages to get through a book, but I do enjoy it when I get the time and or get around to it. I go boxing. I used to do martial arts, actually, for like 20 years. I used to be, I used to do karate. Yeah. I was a karate instructor in wow. primary schools. I run a club over in Hackney. Again, it was a wonderful way of connecting with people in a real positive way, you know? Yeah. Sam, if there was you and five other artists, past and present, what would your ideal group show be? Oh, God. Well, you know, I have, have to say I've thought about this one. So, um, uh, yeah, I've got a few different names. So I kind of like, uh, it, it was kind of like Phila Dibolo is, is, you know, her yes. artworks are rather wonderful, aren't they? Again, they're, you know, they're playful, they're colourful. I mean, they're kind of, she takes over the space it's uh yeah engaging she she you know i love her kind of use and reuse of materials um uh yeah so yeah, she she's she's amazing so yeah it'd be great if she could come along again hopefully you know or maybe you know of them action space they support artists they have lots of studios around london um supporting artists with learning disabilities many of the artists who've been working in the studios for many many years who are amazing artists, very accomplished, some of whom are being selected for the summer show. Um, so, but one of the artists who's been selected for the summer show is Nana Carlo. Uh, she does these kind of big wrapped balls. I don't know if you've been to the, I think apparently I it's in the last, I haven't seen the show yet. It's very kind of about the material. It's about the process. 
you know, she's supported by some, you know, great artists and great people as well. She's now got a studio. She's got a, her own studio at Studio Voltaire. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so Nona's an amazing, amazing artist. So I would, I would love her to be there, um, you know, building something in the space. And that would be fantastic. I've kind of been getting into to painting. You know, I mean, I went to see the painting exhibition yesterday at... Um, is it painting today at the Hayward Gallery? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm no good at painting, but I mean, I've I've run some painting workshops, so, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wouldn't know too much about painting. But it, uh, yeah, so and I've met a lot of painters as well. You know, artists that have exhibited alongside me, or even though I've got a kind of abstract, kind of geometric, kind of aesthetic thing going on. You know, it's nice to broaden, you know, whether they're landscapes, whether they're, um, yeah, different uh, sorts of portraits. And yeah, I'm kind of fascinated by painting, really, and the whole process. So so I thought, well, I've got to have a painter in there. And I think I've Cecily Brown. Nice, yeah. Her, kind of figurative, but become abstract. So I like, you know, you've got people in there, you've got a bit of abstract, lots of dynamics going on there. I wondered if I could cheat as well, and um, if I could have a writer. I've collaborated with a writer, Sarah Butler, before, um, who's a writer, amazing writer, who's based in Manchester now, and um, we did like a word art trail round round Earlsfield, working with Year Four students in a couple of the schools, and it was all about children's inspirational journeys. And one's still at Earlsfield Station. If you pass through Earlsfield Station, have a look up, and you'll see it there. But um, so I like the idea of words you know, in an exhibition, and she's just the most, uh, yeah, Elif Shafak. I don't know if you've come across her. No. But um, she's a kind of um, um, London-based Turkish um, writer who's just the most amazing woman who I've heard kind of interviewed a few times. She, oh, yeah, great. she's a bit of a, uh, a wonder woman. And she's, I, I bought her book, like, I've got it here because I, I forget it. It's a, I bought it recently at the tape, How to Stay Sane in an Age of Division. Now, come on, you know. Nice, yeah. Yeah, and it's all about a positive mentality, yeah. Um, so, yeah, a bit of positive words in there. I'd love to collaborate with her in some way. That would be great, wouldn't it? And I've probably had enough now. Have I, had, have I covered it? Have I done it? You have. That is, that is your five. That my five, really. I mean, we'd like to have a little bit of performance, a little bit of music going on as well. But you know, we'll sneak them in the back door. When, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they can. They can just turn up and do. Yeah. Yeah. No offense that they're coming in the back door. The musicians <laughs> and their performance. Yeah. <laughs> How about Sam? If you wasn't an artist, what would you like to be? I mean, I do know somebody that um, has the job of like reviewing, like boutique. boutique hotels across the world so they just go and stay not in a bad job is it oh, and i did think okay that sounds pretty good actually let's just give ourselves the nicest job you know that you can possibly think of but then i thought oh everybody will just be on their best behavior and no one will really talk to you normally and and you'll probably get really bored of it eventually won't you and you know every hotel will be the same as the next one and you know, one infinity pool is the same as the next. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that a nice thing to get bored of? Well, yeah, I think you might have a point, yeah. Um, what have you got coming up, Sam? I mean, hope, you know, lots of unexpected things, hopefully, um, mm. that I don't know about yet. But um, I am next year exhibiting 
uh, hopefully with South London Women Artists. Nice. So they've got an exhibition at the APT Gallery um, in March uh, during over kind of, I think it's International Women's Day. So yeah, looking forward to that. And I also have been working with um, a kind of consultancy called Artist Culture okay. uh, with a wonderful lady who's based in India who's kind of, it's very much about the artist's story. I, I mean, I connected with them through Insta, you know, via Instagram at the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah, just kind of a, a great time for me. It could have been kind of a lull and I might have been like not knowing quite which direction or, um, but they kind of supported me a little bit through the early months of this year, you know, with things like pricing and uh, stuff like that. But um, they're, and they connect with lots of artists in different countries. They're very much about connecting with artists that, you know, might be in countries with difficult circumstances where those artists aren't getting the opportunities that, you know, they might do. And also, you know, through COVID, everyone's yeah. at different stages, you know, different parts of the world, aren't they? So they've got a really international group of artists, uh, very inclusive, and they're organising an exhibition in London. I'm kind of the lucky one because everyone else has to get their, their work to here. And I'm like, oh, great. That's just my, <laughs> that's my yeah. I think they're partnering with um, uh, Brixton Artist Circle, who I've not okay. had contact with before, uh, to, yeah, to set up an art exhibition here. So I'm kind of hoping, hopefully, if the space is all right, that maybe I could do some sort of installation with some imagery, you know. Yeah. And hopefully next year as well, I'll, I'll come back with Flux. It's been, you know, great to be part of that exhibition. You know, I was really chuffed to have been selected and it's run by Lisa Gray, who, who, who also is the founder of the Flux Review, which is a very lovely, glossy, gorgeous kind of 200 page magazine. But she's also very much about supporting new artists and so there's always some new artists in the exhibitions and um, but uh, yeah, so hopefully and, and we were in the or at the moment it's in the Greenwich Design District, which is I don't know if you know the Greenwich Design District. No, not really. Uh, different buildings have been designed by different architects. So okay. it's quite interesting architecturally. The uh, people who are getting people into the different units there, I think, have, have given them lots of incentives that have made it affordable for different arts organisations to, to start working there. So I think all the spaces are kind of taking, they're still just finishing um, building or finishing off some of the, the units there. But it's an interesting space, um, yeah, with a good kind of vibe about it. Everybody, the, you know, it's very much about different, different groups supporting each other. So they're trying to build a bit of a community spirit about the area. And uh, so Flux hope to be back there in kind of May next year, maybe yeah, something nice. like that. And then, you know, there might be a little bit more happening outside of the space in the in the public space. So who knows? But fingers crossed yeah. and yeah, watch yeah. this space sort of thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I've just connected with so many interesting people and curators. And, you know, I love going to the factory project. That was amazing, wasn't it? And when it good. You know, and bumped into Rosalind Davis there, actually, when we went and visited. She just happened to be there. So I got, you know, talking to her yeah. and. Yeah, and the Skip Gallery was amazing, wasn't it? And yeah, so come across through your podcast as well, being introduced to so many oh, great. amazing new artists. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, you know, it's exciting, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> and for anyone who wants to see your work, be it social media or website, how can they do that? Sure. So Instagram, 
I'm at uh, Sam Haynes Sculpture, H-A-Y-N-E-S, Haynes with a Y. Um, my website, I've actually got two websites. One's kind of my community work and one's my more recent kind of assemblage sculpture work. Um, so it's either uh, sam-haynes.com, which is the assemblage sculptures, or sam-haynes.co.uk, which is more, yeah, my kind of public art community engagement um, work. I have to say a big, big thank you to, you know, to inviting me along and to being so nice about my artwork and to doing such a a fantastic job, you know, through lockdown. I've been listening to it, you know, your podcast quite through lockdown and it's been an inspiration and you're an inspiration and you're a great artist. So I hope you are fully recognized for all those different yeah oh great brilliant you're thank doing. you very much <laughs> well as i say that's that's all my questions asked sam god we've done it wow i've loved speaking to we you i've <laughs> been looking forward to getting to know more about you and your work for a little while oh well it's been lovely yeah lovely to talk to you what a great way to start the week eh? all right then sam right i'm gonna get on okay you Thanks take care your time. see ya bye There you go, Sam Haynes. If you hadn't seen her work before, go and have a look. Give her a few likes or even leave a comment and say hi. Well, that's it for 2021. As I said in the intro, I'm going to start 2022 just giving a little rundown of my highlights of 2021. And I normally mention this first, but lastly on this episode, I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters, without whom this podcast would not be able to be produced. I just genuinely want to thank every one of our Patreon supporters because I know when I say it every week, it will just sound like a copy and paste. But using those same words, thank you so much because this podcast would not be able to be produced without you. And I just wanted to tell you I really do appreciate it. Anyway, that's 2021 behind us. I wish each and every one of you All the very best for 2022. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. If you're unable to support us on Patreon, leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to this podcast really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. Or even giving us a positive shout out on your social media. Anything is appreciated. But either way, thanks for listening. And until next week... Sad Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry 
So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.